Welcome everyone to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show built with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host, James. James here, episode 75 of the Inside Japan podcast coming at you right now. And we got a hot one to episode 75. As I said, I was like, wow, 25 episodes from 100. Seems like yesterday we switched to Inside Japan podcast, but only 25 away from 100. Wow. It's been fast. But this week, got a hot one for you. This week, Peter from jobsjapan.com stops in and explains what something they've created. I'm going to spoil it now because I know not everyone will make it to the end of this episode. Everyone's busy, et cetera. But uh, in addition to their normal job board offerings, now if you put your resume in there, you could add a video to that, a video interview. So it's great for all sides, really, because it, it allows the hiring managers to not waste time going through hundreds of resumes they know don't work because in the end, the person can't speak well, uh, dress professionally, that kind of stuff. You know, they figure that out quickly. It's a video interview. You can see everything you need. And it's also good for the people trying to get jobs because if you have the skills, maybe you won't get looked over if you're not from, a, you know, one of the big five English-speaking countries or anything. But it's really a good, good idea all around. But Stay tuned to hear more details about that. If you're looking for a job, obviously, Job in Japan is a great place to go. I uh, also, of course, because you know Peter has been working for job boards in Japan for a long time. I get I get ask him whenever I can about the trends going on in the Japan, working in Japan world. So uh, stay tuned for those after that. But yeah, stay tuned. To my interview with Peter from Job in Japan about the new tech, the changing the game, changing the working in Japan, working in Japan job search game, jobinjapan.com, and with a little extra bonus, you know, market. Market watch is not the right word, but uh, working in Japan market talk. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Hi, right, guys. Very special guest today, Peter from jobsinjapan.com. How are you feeling today, Peter? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, good to hear you're safe from the tornado, uh, the typhoon that just passed through Japan recently. Yeah, it was a little um, windy, but yeah, no harm here. But uh, some people got it bad. Yeah, I was, I'm here in Kyushu, so, you know, no problems here. We were lucky. But, uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk all about what's going on with Job in Japan. How are things going on that site? Actually, things are going great. So, in the past year, uh, you could say the amount of jobs on the site has grown by about double. And the amount of applicants have also up. So, things are going very well. But um, it is still tough for some people to find a job. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I want to know, like, I don't know, do you consider this the off-season? I, mean, I know you're busy all the time, but is this off-season the hiring in Japan? Yeah, we're just ending the off season, so typically around this time, the overseas hiring um, begins around now because it takes people to get uh, their visas and all that in order. So hire the person, get the visas in order for them to start on April first, which is the beginning of the Japanese fiscal year, the school year as well. Um, and then usually in late December, early January is when the crazy season for the domestic hiring goes into full swing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how about, is there, I know you probably don't know the exact numbers. What's like the percentage difference in terms of how many resumes come in to Java Japan during those times? Oh, well, so geez, in uh, January just goes off the charts because so many more jobs are on the site. But, um, but for part-time jobs and all this, um, so that is uh, constant throughout. It's, it doesn't change because when the part-time is, they're not full-time people, so there's no actual season uh, for part-timers. But um, it does slow down a little bit during the Golden Week and the Obon holiday season. That makes sense. Um, 
Uh, it's actually for reasons that you don't expect. A lot of the um, hiring managers are uh, busy. I mean, lazy. They're on vacation, so they don't want to have to respond to uh, someone applying to their job and saying, oh, I'm out of the country or I'm uh, on vacation for the next two weeks. Uh, just sit tight because it gives the company a bad um, impression. Oh, for yeah. the job seeker. So basically, they'll say, okay, when I'm back from vacation, I'll start the hiring process then. Seems good. Sounds good. So you got <laughs> so, some big... Yeah, everybody's on vacation, yeah. <laughs> so you sound... Uh, it sounds like you... Yeah, same with podcasts as well. <laughs> it's interesting. The li- whenever there's like a, a, a holiday in Japan, the listens go way down. But that's fine. That's fine. That's not what we're here for today. I want to hear about some good, interesting news, uh, something that you're doing that no one else is doing. I think it's a really good idea. So can you tell us about that? Okay. So we just started with uh, Jobs in Japan, a video interview system. So this is not video resumes. These are video interviews. So maybe I need to back up a little bit because um, I've been doing job boards for a while. Um, so I think uh, people know that before I did jobs in Japan, I was at uh, Gaijinpod and before that Career Cross. So I've been doing the, um, the job board thing for quite a while. And it seems like the process, the hiring process, it's a little broken. So let me leave you with a story. So I was at a professional development uh, event the other day, and one of the uh, school owner's teachers, uh, she was just looking over and said, hey, Pete, do you see that teacher over there? Actually, she applied for my job um, back a, a year ago, but I didn't hire her because uh, yeah, her resume wasn't, um, it wasn't outstanding. It didn't look good, so I just went out to the next. But yeah, she's a fantastic teacher. I wonder what I did wrong. And then, so uh, so basically, people, the hiring managers, are not getting the people that they want. They're, uh, I guess you could say, they're just looking at the paper resume, which is not uh, really showing off the person's skills as it should be. And then I go to, as I said, I go to all these different uh, professional development events. I was last year, I was at an ETJ event. Do you know those guys, yep. English teachers in Japan? Yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking to a nice guy. So he's been teaching in Japan about seven years. Uh, he has a TESOL certi- certificate, a real one, not one of those uh, fly-by-night ones. Uh, this is an actual uh, TESOL certificate. Um, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. There's some <laughs> yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. bad not, uh, how would you say, dodgy certification agencies out there. But anyways, he's a real teacher. Um, but yeah, uh, very personable. But um, he has one big flaw on his uh, resume which is his nationality. He's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So when employers are looking through the list of resumes and they see the age, um, uh, their visa, their skills and all this, and Nigeria comes up, guess what? He's not getting invited to an interview. Yeah. But this guy's a real teacher. I would be more than honored to have him teach my kids, but just because of the luck of um, where he was born, uh, he's not getting that interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was st- speaking with my IT guy and all this, and we said, hey, maybe we can b- make some uh, video interviews. And it's like, oh, what? Uh, explain more about that. And so, so we developed a program where we invite the teacher or the job seeker to take a video interview. So what it is is uh, they get in front of their, uh, their, ca- their PC, and then some basic general questions come out, uh, ones that uh, just softball questions that they can hit out of the park. Um, uh, what would you say are your strengths? Um, uh, what are you passionate about? Um, what do you do outside of work? We have some teacher-specific ones for teacher interviews, like um, what professional development classes do you attend and things like that. Um, but uh, these are just a way that an employer 
can get a view of what the person's about. Can they speak fluent English? Uh, how's the pronunciation? How do they look on camera? And all that. So uh, basically, it's a pre-interview uh, before employers want to know if you take you to the first step of a real interview. Yeah, I, I mean, the th- two things that sh- come out to me at first is the best part about this is it doesn't like exclude. It's not going to exclude anyone. It's going to include more people, right? That might not get a job before. Now they have a chance more than they did before because of that. Because you know, hiring managers, you know better than anybody. You know, some of them they say they don't, but when they see a certain country on there, they're like, all right, well, that's out. You know what I mean? You know what happens. You know? Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody, I think everybody can just agree that discrimination is not a good thing, but they do it anyways. And when they see the uh, person that's from uh, not one of the big five countries, uh, America, Canada, yeah, UK, Australia, New Zealand, something like that, uh, then they easily get passed over. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hiring managers, what they'll do is if they're doing some Skype interviews, uh, they'll set up at one for like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, something like that, uh, one an hour because you don't know how long it's going to take. So they'll get on Skype and within the next uh, first 20 seconds, they know whether they want to go to the next uh, level or not. So it's like they look at it, oh, this guy can't even speak properly. He speaks like I do. Oh, no, just kidding there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, and then he's like, oh, geez, but I have to give him 10, 15 minutes of my time or he's going to slam me on social media. So they're both wasting the time just to go through the, uh, the process. And then he waits another 45 minutes to get on to the next one, uh, rinse, lather, repeat. And then he's only had done four interviews during that night. Uh, maybe one of them will go on to the next uh, for a real face-to-face interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this way, they can just go on, uh, get everybody to do a, I say, a video interview, uh, take a look at them, and then, bam, you can look at more people. Yeah, that's the that's what the next point was like. It's like saves so much time for hiring managers too, because like you said, there is so many people with some people are great resume writers, but they're crappy teachers, employees, you know that kind of thing. You know, it's like being a re- just because you have an awesome resume doesn't mean you're going to do the job effectively. You know what I mean? So that's kind of cool. That's a great idea. And it actually, it seems to be, uh, when you look at it, say, wow, this is a pain in the ass to take this video resume, but not only, it will actually save you time because if someone's going to discriminate against you, they are going to do it anyways. So why schedule a time for an employer to have a interview with you and waste your time if they're going to discriminate against you anyways? Mm-hmm. So basically, this just um, this just cuts out the, the mailman with there. But so far, we launched this about a week ago. And it's been a huge success. So I don't know if it's um, a correlation or a causation because um, the people with the video resumes are getting far more clicks on their resumes. But I don't know if the people that are actually taking the time to make these video um, resumes or video interviews are actually the more active people and have better resumes that would get looked at more anyways. Or it's because the employers are like, hey, this person actually took the time to make a video interview, I'm going to take a look at what they said. Yeah. I mean, that seems like if you're on jobinjapan.com, you don't do that. It seems like you're not really, I mean, if I'm a employer, I'm like, all right, well, they're not really serious about it. Right. Cause it's so easy to just put a, you know, the questions, like you said, are not, I, cause I took it myself and the questions are not like difficult at all. It's kind of like easy question, the top 10 interview questions you always get kind of questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is not something that is going to they're, – they're softball questions. It's not like, um, why are manhole covers round? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not anything to um, sn- uh, trick anybody. It's to make you look good. So I'm running a job board. I don't want to make you look bad. That's that's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. I want to show you in the best possible light. And But 
just saying um, if you apply to different jobs and if someone that has similar qualifications as you and they took the video interview and you didn't, who do you think is going to be deemed the uh, more impressive candidate, everything being equal? Yeah, yeah. So they go, oh, yeah, you went through the effort. But um, yeah, I just uh, uh, we, we launched the service and it seems to be going very well. I guess I would ask, uh, you know, in terms of possible negatives. Uh, I, for me, it was pretty easy to set up. But are you having any issues with that? Like, you know, people not computer savvy. How how does that go? How's that? How smooth is it to set up? Um, so it works well on a computer and a smartphone. The only thing we've had trouble with is someone from South Africa was having um, fast internet problems. It's not like you need like. Uh, uh, some fiber optic uh, connection or anything like that, but it was slow there. And one person uh, was taking a smartphone and they were on a swivel chair. Okay. So the background, so they were swiveling while they were taking it and the background kept going. So it looked like they were on a roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Some things to think about. I mean, I, yeah, I guess we should let people know, use general knowledge about interview. You still are in an interview, even though it seems like there's no one kind of there. You know, it's like you are interviewing just, a, you're getting interviewed by computer basically, but still take it seriously, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you take it seriously. And uh, some people didn't dress up and some people wore a, a suit or something like that. And the difference is just remarkable. It's just night and day. And uh, I'm guessing the people that actually dressed up um, for the interview, uh, they probably don't need that interview anymore because they probably have a job. It just <laughs> looked like, uh, no, and uh, the person that looked at it, he was from Poland. And uh, yeah, so Polish people can get the working holiday visa. So that's a, a check in their favor over the Americans. But uh, no, it's just like, wow, he spoke in very good English, looked polite, dressed the part. I'm sure he'll be very successful. Yeah, because you, you know those people that you know don't wear suits to interviews and stuff. Like it, this is that—that's the perfect thing for the system is to get those people that just are—I don't know what they're thinking about, but they don't dress nicely for an interview. The hiring manager's like, all right, well, definitely don't want to see them. Don't want them working here. You know, that's so simple. You know, it's such an easy yeah, gate. You so, know? Yeah, someone wore a um, I say was it um, a beanie in his resume. Um, so, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, um, I guess um, that will save some employers some time in setting up their interview. So uh, so it's saving both sides some time. Okay, so I guess to, just so we can make sure people know where they go, is it is it you, you how, it's, how it's worked is you put your resume on there and then you do an interview right at that point? Or is it you have to wait till there's a job for it? Or when do you kind of do this video interview? So it's done two ways. So I look through the uh, person's profile and I send out some invitations uh, as support would. Also, an employer can click a button, and that sounds out an invitation, but you don't know which company it's from uh, because I, I, uh, I just couldn't put that in the IT, so it wasn't working that way. So you'll get uh, invited from one or two sources. I don't send it out to everybody because I get a lot of um, spam uh, profiles on the site, and I don't have uh, jobs for like long-distance truck uh, truck drivers or construction jobs and things like that. I don't have that on, so I don't offer it to everybody. So if you didn't get an invitation or want to take it, uh, just uh, send a, a quick email to me. It's peter at jobsinjapan.com or the info or the support at jobsinjapan.com. I'll send you an, uh, an invite if you didn't get one. And we'll put that in the show notes. So if you didn't get one and want to take one, it will make your job uh, sourcing a lot easier and faster. Yeah. I mean, the only person it's bad for is someone that 
is, is going to have difficulty finding a job because of some, you know, other reason, you know? So it's, if you're, if you think you're qualified, you, 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 you know, for the job you're doing, you have, you can speak well and professional, I guess. I mean, it's for, this is made for you. Yeah. It will enhance your chances or if you're a bad um, candidate, it will actually make that a little more glaring as well. Um, here, here's a, here's a question. See if you can answer it. If you can't, of course, we'll cut it right out. Uh, how about this idea is really good. You know, I think it's like, it's kind of amazing that hasn't been done before. Is there any worry that now other sites of various pots can steal this idea? These video interviews have been done by companies uh, in America for quite some time. It's just the companies do it. They make their own questions and they send it out because if you're in like America, it's almost like uh, the Japanese is, uh, hiring from overseas. People are so far away that they don't want to fly somebody in for an interview unless they have to. And it takes away the time thing. But um, no, I'm guessing that uh, other job boards are going to copy this and um, I woke them them to do so because it's just good for the industry. It gets more qualified job seekers in the right positions. Um, and yeah, uh, so no, it's not like I have a proprietary um, technology that this is built on. It's just something that should have been done um, a while ago with all the job boards. Sound, yeah, that's for sure. I um, don't want to change topics too much, but I know, you, like you said, the, the, the construction jobs and the truck drivers and stuff, that's a huge market in Japan, right, for foreigners. I think like people that teach in Japan kind of space, they don't think about it, but that's like a huge – thousands of people every year are doing that job, right, foreigners in Japan. Yeah, that is, but um, it's not really for a job board. Uh, usually in those countries that are sending over their workers, um, they have agencies over there that will bring them over and hold their hands and make sure they're fine. Um, it's not really much for the um, person that maybe has graduated from university, has a higher degree, uh, a little more independent. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a different uh, crop of person mm -hmm, uh, yeah. that comes over to build the stadiums on these uh, trainee uh, slave visas. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said it correctly there. So, yeah, so if you guys, uh, if you want to go to jobinjapan.com, check out this system. Obviously, put your video in. Be professional like any other interview, and it will just help your help help your chance of getting a job for sure. Uh, so, Peter, I'll have you on here, though, if you don't, if you have anything to add about, uh, you want, anything to add there? or uh, No, just um, uh, even besides for the uh, video uh, interviews, uh, when you're applying to the jobs, please, please, please write a customized cover letter for each job that you apply to. So um, I was helping one uh, job seeker uh, that sent in saying, oh, I applied to 50 jobs and I didn't get any response. Uh, what's going on? Is your site broken? So I, I'm, I'm curious and I take a look at the cover letter and it was an obvious uh, copy-paste job um, that uh, did not say anything about specifically why they wanted that job. It was uh, self-centered, why they want to come to Japan, not what they can do. And it had some spelling and grammatical mistakes for an English teacher position. Anyways, um, uh, short story long, uh, no, I, I sent them a, uh, uh, a message saying, well, first, uh, you would do much better if you actually had some proofread your cover letter, uh, made it that it is going towards the company, and just kind of personalize it for that company, for that job. And so the person responded back, thanks for your advice. Uh, I might understand I should write a, uh, a specific cover letter to each job I apply to. What a ridiculous system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, the, 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 the thing that like, you know, uh, takes the most resumes from being a possible job to being no chance to a job is just the simple mistakes, right? Is that still true for you? I know it, I know it is. But what's the most common mistake you still see? Um, the 
most common mistake I see is um, basically um, spelling and grammar mistakes on the cover letters. Uh, people, uh, most of the employers I know uh, value the cover letter more than the resume because people have uh, get their resumes checked by other ones and maybe someone helped write it. But usually the cover letter is done by the actual person themselves. Um, and then seeing if the cover letter is actually uh, specific for that job or any job. So I want to work in Japan um, is not the way you do it. Wow, I want to work at your company. Here's what I can do for you and here's why um, and all that. That will get them a seat at the table for an interview. So And th that copy-paste, um, oh, if you uh, – yeah, you're sending out 20 resumes and you're doing the same copy-paste. That interview, the hiring manager has seen 200 resumes that morning. So they can spot this a mile away. So customize it to the job and then you'll be – uh, yeah, you'll be in the top 5% of those that do. And now if you have a video interview to go along with it, um, yeah, pack your bags because you're coming to Japan. <laughs> there you go, guys. Uh, I guess the guy that I have you here is a few more minutes here. So I'm going to ask, um, I want because uh, you know the perfect person to ask this, uh, how about the trends in terms of, you know, the big t if you want to be a teacher in Japan, there's kind of two avenues everyone knows, ALT uh, or Aikawa teacher. Uh, have you ever seen any swings in the numbers there? Is it is it Aikawa getting more popular these days? Olympics coming? Some people predicted that. Is it getting less popular because I don't know? It's just the you know you hear about companies going bankrupt and stuff, not doing so well in past years. How do things go in there? Is it pretty steady? What do you what do you th what do you think there about the numbers in terms of which is kind of more popular? Okay, well, first of all, the um, on the market size, a lot of these small independent schools, uh, that market is shrinking a little bit, and the large chains are gaining ground on them. So even though the uh, Japanese population is shrinking, it just seems like the total industry for teaching is like um, is like uh, energy. It can't be destroyed or created. It can just be changed. <laughs> okay. So, so but in that part, but um, there are more. The larger schools seem to be expanding a little bit, and the small independents are shrinking a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but on the uh, a Kaiwa side, the English conversation side, I see more speci specialization. So before, it would just be like the rural um, English conversation schools that do uh, cradle to the grave and they had the uh, mommy and me in the, I say, uh, in the mornings and they had the gray Kaiwa and all that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but in the cities, you have more of them that are specializing towards specific needs, uh, so which is kind of interesting. Uh, I would see, and the, which is also pretty good because the pay is a little bit different too. So the more general, the pay is a little bit uh, lower. But um, yeah, so I see that going on. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be that uh, a Kiowa English conversation paid more, significantly more than the ALT, the dispatch. But I don't see that as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot more of the. English conversation teachers actually wanting to go into the dispatch uh, because then they can have a more uh, a better uh, work life balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, because at the Aikaiwa, if you're teaching English conversation, uh, you can probably kiss your weekends, uh, at least your Saturday goodbye, yeah. and most of your evenings. So, and you might even have a split shift uh, for one or a number of days. Where uh, if you're a, a dispatch English teacher, maybe your pay is a little bit less, uh, but then 
you're probably not going to have to work the weekends unless there's um, a special event. And then to make up that extra money, um, a lot of them get some private lessons on the side and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, has there been any kind of, you know, the, the last time the Olympics came to Japan, I know it was a huge, like, wow, English became really cool. It was a real booming industry then, right? Uh, but this time, I don't think it's been that drastic of an effect. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh Really, for the English conversation market, it hasn't uh, affected anything yet. Uh, there might be a last minute like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to speak English. But um, <laughs> no, I don't see any any real thing. Um, so I do see a lot of the parents are going to be more towards the juku, the, um, the cram school mm-hmm. part. Because uh, starting next year uh, from grade five, uh, English will be taught as a subject and not as an activity. Yep. So um, the uh, the mothers are going to want to send their kids to an English, um, how you say, academic cram school uh, to learn to get better test scores, uh, than to let's send them to the English conversation school for, so they can actually speak the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, test school test scores trump actual ability. How about the international schools? Uh, there's you know international kind of kindergarten things like that. Are the jobs in Japan have any of those? And you've seen the number of those going up at all? I think that's kind of like a trend I've seen or people have talked about before on, on, on Twitter and stuff. Like international school, the amount of them is going up. What, what Do you think that's true or not? Uh, so you're going to have to break the international schools into a couple different areas. So um, the international like high schools and that uh, they are going – and the middle schools, they need um, actual certified teachers that have a teaching degree just as you would in if you're teaching in your home home country Mm -hmm. Uh, we get those every once in a while but um, a lot of those uh, uh, that's a very small market Uh, the international preschools uh, that's growing and actually uh, if you want to get involved I would join a group called type Tokyo Association of International Preschools and get involved Uh, but that's when they a lot of the parents want to send their kids to an international preschool uh, for a certain amount of time until they put them into the um, uh, Japanese or international school later on Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah the the international preschools are growing Um, so because no have the kid um, get a balanced uh, bilingual education uh, before they get the crammed um, in the Japanese style later on. So it gives them some more options. Cool, cool. But all right, Peter, thanks for good stuff today, guys. If you, as again, again, I'll say it again. If you want to get a better, best chance to get a job in Japan, you got to get a video interview on jobsinjapan.com. Cat is going crazy right now. He is into this idea. <laughs> hey, is that my cat? The logo one? My cat? <laughs> yeah, there it is. There he is. That's the mascot here. But Peter, I'll give you the last words. Anything you want to share with people? And uh, yeah, of course, I'll put the links to everything. But uh, any last words, the floor is yours. No, I just want to wish everybody uh, good luck in their job search. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you. Check out altinsider.com. And for regular up-to-the-minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan. And good luck. Gambate. Don't